This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Nosei, Tavshin, Ayin Zayin. We're now a day after Shuas, and we're still excited about the Yant of and everything that we're able to take with it. And t- tomorrow we get to read Parshas Nosei. Parshas Nosei is a rather long Parsha. As far as the Parshas goes, it has 176 psukim on par with the Lawrence Masechet and Shas, which is Baba Basra, which also has 176 blot. This, this parsha discusses many topics. It starts off with the Avaid of Gershon and Merari, moves on with uh, Metzera, how he has to leave the Machina, continues on with the parsha of Saita, the parsha of Nazir, Birchus Kahanim, and then at the end of the parsha with the Kurbanis of the Nesim. However, what really takes up the bulk of the parsha is the kabbanis of the Nesim. Because what the Chumash does here is unusual. What happened was, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, by the inauguration of the Mishkan, the Nesim came to Moshe and said, Moshe, we also want to bring kabbanis. Moshe, remembering what just happened to Narav and Aviyu, how they brought their own fire to the base of Megdash, to the Mishkan, was very concerned. And then Hashem said, no, let them bring their kabbanis. So they went and they brought kabbanis. When you look at the Pasuk, the Pesukim tell us what they brought, and they each brought the exact same carbon. And yet, the Torah goes out of its way to write each one separately. The Torah spends an extra 72 Pesukim, six Pesukim per Nasi to tell us what he brought. Instead of the Torah just telling us these are what the twelve Nesim brought. The Torah writes each one. It goes to the first one, Biomashani, Biomashlishi, goes to each one what each of the Nesim brought. And that takes six psukim for each one, Biomarvi, Biomchemishi, Biomashishi, keeps it going on and on. And this is between twelve of them. So you have an extra seventy-two psukim. At the end, another few psukim to summarize. It's interesting because the Torah never does this. In fact, the whole Masech the Shabbos, we know from the Smichas of Tupsukim. The Torah tells us to build a Mishkan. The Torah tells us to keep Shabbos. We learn from there not to build a Mishkan on Shabbos. And we learn that whatever is needed to build a Mishkan is not permitted on Shabbos. And for that, we have a whole Masech the Shabbos. And yet here, the Torah doesn't mind writing an extra 70 Tupsukim to tell us the exact same thing. So it's well known, the Mepharshim explained from the Medrash, that what happened was it looks like that each Nasi brought the same thing because he was copying. The first Nasi brought this, and the second one said, that's a great idea, I'll bring the same thing. And the Medrash tells us that's not what happened over here. What happened was, each Nasi brought what he felt was the essence of his Shevet. It turns out that they were all exactly the same Kabbalists. Everything they brought was exactly the same. So on the surface, it looks like they're all the same. But on the inside, the Kavanis, that was an individual choice made by each Nasi representing the essence of his Shevet. Yeah, they all, there were 12 Shvatim, and each one brought what represented his Shevet. Yeah. And therefore, it says it separately. But that's difficult to understand that answer, because if that's the case, the Torah could have just written, these are the Kurbanis that the 12 Nasiim brought, List of Karbanes. Now we're up to about seven psukim. 
and then say after it with one Pasuk. By the way, each Nasi thought of it on his own. They didn't copy a Beferish Pasuk. You can knock out 70 Pesukim. What's the purpose of the Torah each time over and over and over again telling that to us? Just tell us the, the carbon and say all 12 the Siam brought it and nobody copied each other. It would be a fair Shaposik. And the Pshat is, this form tell us that it's more, the Torah is doing more than just telling us each Nasi didn't copy the other Nasi and each Nasi brought it by his own idea and his own thought. What the Torah is really telling us is that each Jew to Hashem is a Ben Yachid. Every Jew to Hashem is special as if he's the only Jew that exists in the whole world. And therefore the Torah is telling us that this was not tiresome to Hashem. Yom Rishon, Yom Shani, Yom Shlishi, another one, another one. No, no, no. Each one, not the 12 that were brought in one shot. Each one was brought as if this was the only carbon being brought to Hashem. And therefore, not only did Hashem want them to be brought on separate days to extend the simcha of the inauguration of the Mishkan, but what Hashem wanted was each one should be listed separately to tell us that each one is as if that is the only one being brought. You can imagine someone's in Shul. You're by the, you're the schus to be by the Kaisal on a Friday night. And it comes time for Marv. And you're about to say Shema, and you look around, and there's hundreds, if not thousands of people saying Shema. And you think to yourself, does my Shema count? Does it matter if I say it carefully or not? Does it matter if I say V'ahavta or V'ahavta? What's the difference if I say it right or not? There's so many people here davening. And the answer is, that as far as Hashem is concerned, you are the only one in the whole world saying Shema. Don't look around at everyone else around you. You are the only one saying Shema. We just lay in the Sarasadibras. Isn't it interesting? Hashem is speaking to all of Klai Yisrael, and the Sarasadibras are given in Lashin Yachid, in singular. And again, among the many answers, is that Hashem is having a relationship with you, a personal relationship one-on-one with Hashem. Because to Hashem, no one is more important than you. And you. And therefore, that is what Hashem is telling us over here. Each carbon, each Nasi brought his carbon, it was as if the only, that was the only carbon being brought. You can imagine a, a young couple gets married. And finally their tefillahs are answered. And after they're married for a little while, they have a child. You go over to them, after the child's a few weeks old, you say, tell me, do you love your child? Of course I love my child. What kind of question is that? How much do you love your child? Well, I love my child everything. There's no limit, there's no sheer. Every little bit of love that I have is for my child. Really? You don't have a little extra love not for your child, you know, packed away for, for something else? No, no, all my love is for my child. Two years later, he has another child. You go over by the Kiddush, you wish him Mazel Tov. Then you come back a few weeks later and say, tell me, do you love your child? Of course I love my child. Do you love your first child less now? Of course not. Well, if that's the case, tell me. How much do you love your second child? I love him with everything. He said, but I thought you loved your first child with everything. I love my first child with all my love. So then how do you love your second child with all your love? And you say, I don't know, it's not a zero-sum game. 
I know I love my first child with all my love, and I love my second child with all my love. And the truth is, when he has ten children, it'll be the same thing. We're able to love our children with all our love. And that is what Hashem has for us. Hashem wants us to know that as far as Hashem is concerned, between us and Hashem, it's a personal relationship. And therefore Hashem didn't mind hearing each one over and over and over again, because as far as Hashem is concerned, this was the only Nasi, bringing a carbon. You know, in Poland, in the early 1900s, it was very, very difficult for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is that the Jews were being constricted to the army, and unfortunately, by the time they finished their stint in the army, they would come out not being a Shemir Terimitzvah. That was the unfortunate reality. And of course, they tried many different ways to get exemptions not to have to go. One time, in the city of Kovna, there was a Bachar who was having a very difficult time getting an exemption. We'll call him Ruvain. And Baruch Hashem, he managed to get his exemption. And when one of the students heard about this, they ran to tell the Rav, Rav Yitzchak Khan Inspector. Rav Yitzchak Khan Inspector was in Bezdin at the time. He was meeting with other Dayanim. When his Bachar comes, he knocks on the door. He opens up the door, sticks his head inside, and says, Rebbe, Reuven got the exemption. Rav Yitzchak Khan Inspector hears this. His smile brightens, and he says, Wow, Baruch Hashem, thank you so much for telling me. You should be zeichet to always bring such good news. Thank you. The Bachar smiled, and he left. A few minutes later, there's another knock on the door. Door opens up. Another Bachar sticks his head in. He says, Rebbe, did you hear the news? Reuven got his exemption. And again, Rav Yitzchak face lights up with a big smile and says, Baruch Hashem, thank you so much for bringing me such good news. You should always be zeichet to bring such good news to everybody. Thank you. And the Bachar left with a smile. A third time, a few minutes later, there's another knock on the door. And again the door opens, and a different Bachar sticks his head in. Rebbe, did you hear the good news? Reuven got his exemption. And Rav Yitzchak face lights up. Oh, Baruch Hashem, thank you for giving me such good news. Six times, six Bachram came in. And each time the Bachram came in, another Bachram came in, Rav Yitzchak's face lit up to show the Bachram how happy he was to get the good news. And that is what it means over here. Hashem was showing us that to Hashem, each person has a separate relationship with Hashem. Each one of you, each one of you has a personal relationship with Hashem. Sometimes you can be sitting and learning, and it's difficult, and you think to yourself, what's this worth? The guys around me are learning so much better than me. You have to understand, that as far as Hashem, as far as Hashem is concerned, you are the only one who's learning. There's no one else in the world. And therefore tomorrow, when we hear this laning, one pasi after another, b'yem rishem, b'yem sheni, b'yem shishi, over and over and over again, remember that it is Hashem expressing His love to each and every one of you. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.